we are over two weeks removed from the passing of Robin Williams. As we sit here getting ready to record our uh, remembrances of Robin Williams' his life and career, we're still at a loss of words for this tragic uh, occurrence. Sadly, we know what happened, and we'll never know why. But the truth of the matter is, this loss will be felt for a long time. Robin once said, no matter what people tell you, words and ideas can change the world. And if you happen to know anybody that seems like they're going through any of the troubles of depression, it's as simple as one kind word. And if you feel like you are having problems with depression or emotional health, and you need to push in the right direction, please go to www.suicidepreventionlifeline.org or call 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. This is Josh. This is Phil. This is Nick. This is Christina. And unfortunately, this is uh, Nowhere California Remembers Robin Williams because I thought it'd be a long road before we had to say something like that. I, honest to God, uh, because of um, <clears throat> how uh, health conscious he was, Yeah. you know, especially after going through that triple bypass, uh, I thought we'd at least uh, keep him uh, until his 90s, you know? Exactly. I, I was joking about it after uh, everything went down, that he, I always thought he'd be that old man that went into senility, but he's been so crazy through his own, throughout his entire life that no one would know when he exactly hit senility, so right. he could just still be himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he would do what he always wanted to do. He's performing. He didn't yeah. realize that he's performing. Yeah. In a, in a lot of ways, uh, he's still at a loss for words. Yeah. <laughs> Mine just happened to be a chip on the back of my throat. Oh, shit. A lot of things that I'd like to say, but, um, uh, you know, we we covered Harold Williams' passing. We'd all said that we felt like we'd lost an uncle. Yeah. And, uh, for some reason, this hit so, so very hard. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, my wife and I both, Christina and I, uh, we both had, you know, bouts of where we'd just see something and cry. And it, it felt like, no, we, no, something's got to... I thought it different. was like a joke. Maybe he was yeah. joking because, you know, I have that wacky sense of humor, but... Exactly. Right, like he was cop maintaining it or something like that. Oh, it's like with our Harold Ramis episode, we did go around the circle and asked, how did you find out? I'll answer that question for us because I was the one that told all you guys. Yeah, Josh, you're quicker than the internet. Well, yeah. uh, Nick called me at work yeah. and said, uh, I just want to let you know Robin Williams passed away. And I was like, what? Like, how? how? Yeah. What happened? They found him, you know, association. Yeah. I said, no... Yeah, I got the blunt version. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it was a, dude, Robin Williams killed himself. I'm like, I mean, I had to double take. I, yeah. I had to, I stared at the phone. <laughs> it was like I told both of you guys when I uh, talked to you. I was like, I was, I was numb. I there was no filters on me going or anything like that. I was just like, what, what huh? You know, you were you were very cool about. The way you said it with me, you, you know, you text me and you said, uh, Robin Williams died. And I said, well, wait, what? You know, yeah. are you serious? Oh, holy shit, you know, are you serious? And uh, well, you said, yeah, it was a suicide. And I was like, oh my God. So, 
uh, found out that there was asphyxiation. Yeah. And that's really all I needed to hear. Yeah. I, I didn't need anything else. We'll, we'll cover media in a future episode. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, that's when I called Christina and you know told her what was going on, and and it, you know, it was the same reaction pretty much straight across the board from everybody. Oh, I yeah. heard that they were floored by what they were hearing. They were just you know and, and devastated, and it really in the days following, and even some of the ones leading up to now. Yeah. You know, stories will come out of the woodworks from comedians and and people and just everyday ordinary people that he touched. Uh, you know. And, and took the time to talk to and yeah. get to know a little bit and, uh, you know, joke with and and things like that. And we'll hear these stories and we'll still choke with Well, that's the whole thing. We're not done with them yet because a lot of the talk shows, like the late night talk shows mm-hmm. that Robin frequent a lot were on breaks. Mm-hmm. Like Letterman just came back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kimmel yeah. just came back. Uh, the, I think the first couple days of the week that everything went down, Jimmy and Seth were on break. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conan was recording. Conan found out. Conan yeah. found out during the, the episode. Taping. Uh, and that was, for me, uh, for myself and for Christina, we've been to several of his tapings. And Conan's never lost words. Yeah. He's always prepared for even... The, the, he's very, like, down to business. And he yeah. has, he's ready for any curve that a guest might throw him or anything oh, yeah. like that. And this is the first time I watched... Conan O'Brien have no words. stammer through, yeah. you know what was going on, and uh, it was was he Andy Richter, you know, and uh, Will Arnett. Yeah, Will, Will Arnett was on there. Andy Richter, you know, kind of grabbed the mouse mouthpiece yeah. uh, of the whole thing and, and took over and had some very eloquent, excuse me, words. But uh, also on that same token, one of one of the best stories that I heard emerge from Conan the following day. Yeah, when he talked about being down after the whole. Uh, he alluded to, you know, again, the whole... Uh, NBC situation. NBC situation. Yeah. And um, he said, just out of the blue, Robin Williams, somebody who he, he didn't know very well, just had him on a show, sent him a like. Yeah. And not anybody... That was one of the coolest stories. Yes, he said it was green. The orange and, orange and tassels and crap. Had shamrocks uh, and everything on it. And, and all Robin knows, did it look ridiculous? Are you going to look dumb riding around, you know? And... Because he knew that getting through stuff like that meant laughing. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I always thought it was very brave of Bill Cosby when he came out and talked about uh, the passing of his son. And yeah. His, and how you have to find that laughter again, you know, and that kind of thing. And it was a nonstop effort with Robin Williams. Yeah. He was always willing to go that extra distance. Well, he became like the king of, uh, he became the king of the guests of the talk shows. Yeah. Because oh, mm-hmm. everybody knew, like, oh, Robin Williams is going to be on this tiny show. I'm there. Because you never knew what he was going to do. Exactly. You know, it was it was it was just a whirlwind. Of, oh yeah. Of uh, random expletives and and uh, you know just. I think he's a true pioneer in improv. Oh yeah. You know. I do too. I think he's way ahead of his curve. Yeah. Way yeah absolutely. I just like that he wasn't afraid. Like a, a thought would pop in his head and he would say, He'd say it. it. Yeah. Like he wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, hmm, is that going to get laughs? Is that going to... Is that going to go over like a lead balloon? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, so. it played, you know, so so well knowing that stuff. Like when he was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, stuff. I watched oh, the yeah. I, Of course he's got to be on it. Oh, yeah. And one of the things, you know, the scenes from the hat was <laughs> what Robin Williams is thinking right now. Didn't hesitate. He jumped right in the center and he went, I have a career. What the hell am I doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, 
it's one of those things where he was he never like he, he was he was never uh, funny at the expense or belittlement of somebody That's else. No. Yeah. And, and I think that was, you know, like, I, I challenge people, you know, the reason that we miss him so much is I challenge you to find a negative story no. involving Robin Williams yeah. other than his own personal battles, which he didn't like to bring out to anybody. Oh, you yeah. right. He's so, a very private man, but he, the he dude went everything himself. on the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, it was like I was uh, telling you guys beforehand, too. Like, if honestly, if somebody actually, like a different actor, or just somebody from the crew or somebody's like, has a negative story when it comes to Robin Williams, it's probably like, you know what? You probably caused it yourself. Yeah. Because, the, like I said before, too, like, I'd say 98.5% of all the stories after Robin passed away <clears throat> were all positive. You never heard a bad thing about it. And, and that small chunk. Of neg- negativity was met with about a hundred thousand people going like, you know Shut what, up. we don't want to talk to you. You can go over there. I just couldn't believe that people were hounding his daughter oh, for not God. having enough pictures of him on her. Twitter. That's another episode. That's we're well, gonna. Oh, yeah. You know, I will. I will say this: his passing really put people in a like. This is the first time I've seen a lot of mainstream media step up to defend people attacking him. Yeah. And I, I, I know we're, we're saving all that stuff yeah. for... Well, the negative side. But the... You know, when we when we heard the Rush Limbaugh stuff, when we hear some of the Fox News stuff, and we hear, you know, the Westboro stuff, you know... And we hear, I'll, I'll we tell hear, you my tweet that I sent him later. We hear all of that crap. That's one of my favorite tweets. <laughs> I I can say I've been with you since four. <laughs> uh, you know, what? He, he, he sent me a text. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. Do you want me to say but it? The, the Westboro uh, Baptist Church called also. him a fag pimp. Oh, oh God. God. really? Like, of all the things? a compliment. Yeah. He would laugh. Like, I think he, he would, would love that title. Laugh. You know, he made a sash and a... I, I picture him coming out of a talk show yes. with a sash and, like, a tiara and a bouquet of flowers that said fag pimp on it. Yes. And just sashaying <laughs> out. Yes. He would, hello, everybody, I am the fag pimp. Yeah. You know, he would do that. Where's my hose? <laughs> just belittle them to the... I mean, he would just devastate them with humor. But the whole yeah. thing also, you know, too, I could see him... Going like five more minutes. I'll come back. Just give me five more minutes to trump these guys. Fag him. Come on. <laughs> you know, it, it, I would need less than five minutes. <laughs> it was it was something where I saw so many people rally. Yeah. To defend him on every front. Yeah. Every front. You know, and you know, I I told Christina. I said I don't I don't want to know the details. I yeah. don't want to hear about it. No. I don't care. Uh, you know about mm. this or that or whatever. We knew the man battled severe depression. Yeah. Something, or, you know, whether it was medication, whatever the mentality was, whatever it was, put him in a place, he felt that that was, that was it. where he well, needed to be. Depression is not, it's it's a constant battle with your own brain. Right, yeah. It's like having one part of yourself, like, totally tear you down make you feel like you're not good enough, but then the other side is too weak to actually stand up to that side. Exactly. So, so my my theory behind that was that, you know, uh, I've heard some people say, do you think that maybe he came up with all of those characters? Um, it, it, he came up with all of those characters and different things like that to escape the depression. And I don't no. think no. so. I think what he did was 
he threw himself into who he was and who you know what was funny about him, the things that he found positive about himself, mm-hmm. and that's what staved off his depression for so well, long. He also you know? brought out a lot of uh, the best qualities in all the people that knew him. Yes, uh, if you if mm-hmm. you know you hear people talk about yeah. that, he just he was able to take probably the grouchiest guy like um, like Lewis Black. Yeah, you know, and just kind of bring a smile to his exactly. face. How Nick was talking about the characters, uh, if, if people were saying, like, oh, maybe that was his mask to get out there and everything. Honestly, I don't really see it as, like, any of that was a mask. And because, honestly, the way he was and everything, whenever he was in public, when he was on talk shows, talking to people, doing charity work, everything like that, he was bouncing off the walls. And just, I think that was the thing that kept him level, was the work he did, the people he was around, the charity work was just, like, this this is keeping the crud from crawling in. Mm-hmm. And then, like we were talking about before with kind of that stand-up comic mentality and just impression in general, there's always those little moments where you can just be sitting there, you're fine, you're having a good time and everything, and then just something triggers in your mind that allows that, that crud to start crawling in you. It's a bit like Gollum. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got... The good part, and you got the golem part. Yeah. And it's a constant battle of, you know, what you're able to push Control. away and what you're not. Yeah. And the sad part is, is the bad obviously won. You have a round peg, but you have one that's just like it. It starts out and it fits perfectly in. Yeah. And then the you know the more you try to drive that in to where it fits perfectly, where it meshes up. The hole tightens itself up and pushes that back, back out. Yeah, actually, that's you a know? lot better. And so it's it's more of a, you know, you, you know, many people probably know people with mood swings, yeah. or even people who are you know suffer from bipolar, where yeah. they they have these extreme swings from one to the other. Um, you know, it, it happens in, in small doses and everyday occurrences and large doses as well. <clears throat> but I think it's, uh, you know, like Christine was saying, it's something that's never truly in the shadows completely. Yeah, no. It's always right there clawing at you. Just kind of stand out to the side going, <clears throat> you know, are you doing this? And I, that is, is the, the peg where because there are times when you feel okay and then, you know, the peg comes out. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, uh, I I listen uh, on, not as most recent, but the one just prior to that, Patton Oswald stand-up. Yeah. Uh, he does a whole uh, bit on his depression. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he compared it to taking his dog for a walk, you know, in incremental stages that if he, if he puts the shoes on, the dog gets excited. If he grabs the poo bags, then the dog gets even more excited. You know, he's a little cautious. And if he grabs the least, then the dog just goes apeshit because he knows they're going for a walk. Yeah. He says his, when he tried to taper off his medication, uh, you know, for depression, his depression was kind of like, ooh, but, you know, eerie yeah. because it, he'd missed a couple of pills, you know, and then yeah. after a while it got really excited, and then after that it was just like this puppy running wild through his body. You yeah. Know? Uh, you know, and the stuff that he described that he did when he was depressed was funny in the way he conveyed it, but you, you know, think about it, he said, you know, put on your bathrobe for 11 days straight, you know. That's almost two weeks of just sitting around doing nothing and just wallowing in that, and if I think that Robin Williams' way of combating sitting around wallowing in that yeah. was doing everything he could to use what he was good at and who he was to help other people. Exactly. 
You know, it was a constant. It, you, you hear all the time about all the crazy stuff that he does on the on camera. Yeah. But it was, you know, like we watched the Today Show and they talked about how as soon as the cameras went off, he made it a point to go and talk and shake hands and take a moment to listen to everybody yeah. and, and get to know people and things like that. And I think that's what did it for him is that it. He, if he couldn't be happy inside. Yeah. Then he would be happy outside and, and make other it. people happy inside. Yeah, and spread it around for know, everybody. Yes, and and, we'll, and I almost know. would say that the being able to spread it around and everything, mm-hmm. like I said, helped him on the inside. Helped him. Oh yeah. Counteract. Oh yeah. It's, a, it's, it's not, not medicine, one of the biggest things that probably helped him fight this battle as long as he did. Yeah. You know. You know, one of the things we, we've talked about is that we're never going to know the, the you know the details of why. Uh, yeah. I, and I really. I, well, that's not what we want to remember. Yeah, 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 that's the thing. I don't, I don't care, you know, like, I don't care about the whys and stuff like that, but, you know, how it was, I had said this uh, off microphone earlier, and how many people have heard, you know, these anti-depression medication commercials yeah. where they say some of the side effects could be lingering, you know, uh, you know, lingering feeling of, you know, even heavier depression. Intensified. Uh, you know, urge to cross suicide. Yeah. You know, these thoughts, suicidal thoughts, and different things like that. It, you know, it really could have been it, anything. It, yeah. And at this point, and and from the point where we found out, I don't care. Same here. I just, you know, my heart breaks because, you know, he he tried so hard to to fight it off. You know, and uh, something there, there is something I really really wanted to address. Mm-hmm. There is a misnomer, and this is something that I've been guilty of my entire life. There's a misnomer of people's ability to help other people yeah you can be there by their side the whole time you can be by people's side who have depression um you know there's there's times when uh you know something will upset christina or something will upset you know myself and no matter how sweet she is to me no matter how kind i am to her no matter what we do for one another it doesn't necessarily pull us out of that funk oh yeah so for those those who may listen those who may pass this on to others, you know, for those who deal with depression um, or know people who are dealing with depression, you can't always be a hero. You can yeah. be there to listen, you can do these things, and it may serve no purpose, you know, it may not have any lasting effect on somebody's depression. So don't take it upon yourself, don't feel, don't put the blame on yourself when yeah. something like that you know, goes wrong because that's why this is such a devastating, debilitating thing is they don't know how to reach them. They don't know how to fix that completely. But also, too, to continue with what Mm -hmm. you were just saying there, the simplest thing to do is actually being there, though. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, in in situations, you know, I hear so many people talking about, I just saw him and I knew that there was a little bit of change in him and I wanted to reach out to him and all this. That reaching out to him yeah. may have worked, may not have worked. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it was a, it would be a coin flip, basically. Right, you, you never know what you're going to deal with and what you're going to get. And so I say for those who may be dealing with the same situation, who have lost loved ones, or maybe dealing with loved ones or friends or whatever, who are battling this, uh, you know, level of depression or greater or you know to a lesser extent, don't you know don't feel bad if you can't pull somebody out of that depression. Don't. Yeah. Feel like it's your fault for this. It's something they're you're constantly there. combating, but you're there. And take that from it. Yeah. Take that that you know what, I I put everything that I could into being there to listen, 
to talk to them, yeah. to get them out of that funk, to get them out of the house, to do what you know, do whatever it is, yeah. you know, and, and just understand that we Sometimes may never truly understand because the brain is such a complex thing. We oh, may yeah. never truly understand what causes this, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it, it's. Definitely be there for people. Though. Oh yeah, you know, like sometimes uh, you know you hear that help is just a phone call away. It's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. help is just a phone call away. Or we, knock on the door. Or we right. gave the, gave you the websites and the yeah. phone number at the beginning, so make sure you keep those handy mm-hmm. if, you, if you feel that's, like you need it. That's what it, it like. Never be alone. Yeah. yeah. Even though you want to be alone, that bad part of your brain is telling you to be alone. Don't ever be alone. Force yourself yeah. out of it and just kind you of. Know, for me, I'm a little upset at his wife. Because as his wife, she should have known. Mm-hmm. You know, I know my husband. I know when he's in a funk. Mm-hmm. I know it. So, why wouldn't she have said, "Okay, Robin, we're going to bed"? That's from the story that I heard of what happened that night. They did. They went to bed. They didn't. Oh, they didn't. He was awake. She went to bed. That, that's why I heard that they went to bed together. Yeah, and then he like, got like she went to sleep. She was out. She was completely asleep, and he got up and went to the next room. Because when she woke up, yeah, she thought, he, oh, he's still sleeping in the other room. Yeah, they started out in the same room, but she thought he may have went into, like, the office or something to do some I, work. I don't believe that crap. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, that, that's like, from I, what Honestly, I, as my husband, yeah. you know, that's, that's fine if you thought he... But, but I would wake up, and knowing he's battling, the, having this battle... I would be on... Well, thing is, that's a real tough road to hoe. I mean, um, you know, it's one of the things that you keep saying is, like, none of us is ever really going to know fully what happened. And you know what? In all honesty, I don't think we really want to. Yeah, exactly. It, it is It is tragic. Um, and, you know, there's, there is that, I guess you would probably call the morbid curiosity. I'd like to know, oh, gee, gee whiz, what did happen? But I... Um, much like I think um, the way uh, some of the people talked about, like Bruce Bruce Lee, yeah. uh, his wife stated, you know what, a lot of people wonder how he died. I'd like to focus on the way he lived. Yeah, and that's what we're going to be focusing on with this yeah. episode. But before we really delve into that, uh, had a, we kind of touched upon it. Yeah, we touched upon it earlier, and I said I would throw it into a different episode. But after thinking about it a while... It's funny as hell, so... Oh, yeah, it's like the media thing here. Yeah, it goes a little bit with the media. Well, we're going to... Attack those trolls in a later episode, oh, but oh, we've, we've 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 done our fair share. It won't it, be the last time. Yeah, but yeah. There, there's one key troll that opened his big fat mouth during this uh, time. I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, Rush Limbaugh. I he spouted his garbage, uh, so many different things, mm-hmm. and not enough fucks to give about him. So I. Unfortunately, when you say something, it's like, oh, the liberals are the reason. No, no, no. It was liberal. Yeah, because he's a Democrat. Why did this become a political issue? Because it's Rush Limbaugh. He's a fucking twat. Two words haven't been spoken. No, it's true. You know, he's a gentleman who. Obviously, has never been down that road. No, he's never had to battle any of this stuff. Yes, yeah. you know, you hear that whole cowardice like, thing about... Unless if you want to talk about Oxycontin and pill popping and... <laughs> yeah, you know, see, look, Rush Limbaugh is a mouthpiece, and his whole thing is he is the negative of Howard Stern, where yeah. Howard Stern will... He'll you know, attack. He, he'll attack, but he, he generally empowers a lot of people, and he's very free with what he says, and he uses his First Amendment he, rights to... 
you know, no. say whatever what's going you know what's going on, and he you know it's it's done in humor, and some of it's mm-hmm. done in you know uh, kind of the, negative shades. I I wouldn't even say the negative shades. I'd say more of the uh, you know shock the vulgarity, the shock, yeah. you know, yeah. shock jock, and all that stuff. Yeah, where Rush Limbaugh likes to. Hide behind political agendas and bullshit and cloud things up. He is. Yeah. He really is. And, and to, he to was making these. Yeah. He's making comments about uh, that Robin had survivor's guilt and all this. Because of the Christopher Reeve situation. Because, because, of, Christopher, because of Christopher Reeve, John Belushi, just all this. Are really, you fucking kidding? Yeah. Me. And he just started railroading the whole. Uh, Democratic side, the uh, liberal side of it, and going like, oh, conservatives don't do it. So I read his, I read his bullshit, and I was like, yeah, I gotta say something. Because he is such a nice guy. It's like, why are you talking? Why would you fucking rail something? Why are you grabbing something from your asshole and talking about it? Because Because he literally grabbed from his asshole. asshole. And if I go on a rant about fat people, fuck you all. I'm a fat ass. I need to lose a lot of weight. And, you know, you've seen in my pictures and my videos and stuff like that. I'll bash his fat ass all I want. The yeah. damn piece of shit. Forgive <laughs> yeah. me, but I just get tired of this constant barrage and bombardment about political agenda, mm-hmm. right-wing bullshit, left-wing bullshit, middle-of-the-road bullshit, tea party bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to start a new party. I'm going to call it the Tea Baggers. And all these people that open their big fucking yap to say shit like this, I'm going to jam my balls in their mouth. <laughs> I'd love to just teabag that, quote, fucking twat, Rush Limbaugh, Mm-hmm. For the shit that he says, yeah. and I will tell you right now, one of the best things that I got in in the aftermath of Robin's passing was this text from Josh. <laughs> it says, <laughs> "If anybody asks, <laughs> I was with you from four o'clock on, or something like that." Oh, you got that too? Yeah, I got. <laughs> oh, okay. I had to cover my bases because <laughs> I sent it out a shit got real. Yeah, shit got real. I, I had to respond in kind. I know he'll never, ever read the tweet I sent him. Well, yours, what, uh, what, what did you say for I wrote, I wrote to him basically, like, honestly, when somebody passes, it's not about the right, it's not about the left, it's about the person that people loved. So when somebody that is loved dies, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Yeah. But, you know, let, me, let me tell you something, Rush. By the way, you know, just I know you're never going to hear this because you're, you know, you're too high. Twat. You're too high on your own fucking self, and uh, and, uh, and you're one of the few people that trumps myself at, this, at loving the sound of his own voice. <laughs> uh, you know, if you were in any family setting and a family member passed away or a loved one passed away, and you said the shit that you said or alluded to the shit that you said, you would have your ass beat. At graveside, memorial side, fireside, you know. And at a general, we're going to kick Rush's ass party. You know, just that that kind of shit would get me bitch slapped in my own family if I were to say something like that. Yeah. You know, when somebody dies and they're beloved by other people, really, you have no ammo, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, just shut up. It's like we said, it's not all about politics. It's it's funny. Like months after your text, I tried to look up the uh, the story, and I actually came across this one where uh, Rush Limbaugh was defending himself. Oh yeah, the tweeters. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. The thing is, yeah, he wasn't standing behind uh, behind his dump. Yeah, he. I did not say that. I said this, and uh, you were clearly not the only one. 
that uh, told him to shut the fuck yeah. up. Well, it's the, the same thing as that one Fox. Yeah, it's Shepard Smith, but he was a coward. He's a coward for killing himself. And it's like, shut up. You know, I wonder I wonder if, you know, fucktards like Shepard Smith wander into the bathroom afterwards and, like, pulled her britches up a little bit higher. <laughs> and, you know, oh, yeah. I fucking showed that guy. I'm a, I'm a tough little guy, you know, hiding behind my microphone and this and that. <laughs> Not that everything needs to end with getting your ass kicked. It no. should when you do stuff. But you can only like, imagine, you know. too, after making that comment on air, there's probably at least several people behind the cameras going, Fuck you! <laughs> what the you fuck? Rock. You know, I, it's just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... We resign ourselves to say, God, saving God. a lot of this negative stuff and things like this, but I feel a little better person. Yeah, well, stuff. you have to! You, you, you don't want to carry that poison around. you got to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the you know, thing is to go through all the stages. You know, yeah. Yeah. And you know, you become part. angry. Well, yeah. see, you know, here's the thing. Like, I'm not going to hold... I'm not going to be angry with Robin Williams. No! I'm not going to be angry for what he did. Whatever was happening with him took him to a level that he could not yeah. combat anymore. And the fact that this man has combated his depression, whether it was through alcohol and drugs... And not only that, now he had to combat depression through addiction. Yeah. And made it this far through, exactly. through his life... Something there must have been something that really set it off that he just felt that he couldn't come back from, or you mm-hmm. know, whatever the fuck it was. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I love the man through and through. Yeah, it's, um, I, I think it was Letterman that said this. Mm-hmm. It's more the thing that makes me sad, and I think everybody will agree with this. The thing that makes me sad more is that this world wasn't worthy enough for him. That yeah. it wasn't. It yeah. really wasn't. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we talk about heroes and we talk about people who, you know, uh, step up. You know, your traditional heroes who, you know, are there to rescue people or who are there mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, provide protection, you know, against things. Well, you know, Robin Williams also served as a shield for those in need, you know. Yeah. He was never afraid to, you know, make himself the fool or make himself the traditional mm-hmm. buffoon or whatever yeah. it was. To cheer somebody up. Even, like you said, to put himself out there and everything. And honestly, one of the comments that was made during the aftermath of the, the stories and everything, the USO compared him to Bob Hope. Like, he was this generation's Bob Hope when he came yeah. to the USO. He traveled a lot for those guys. One of the stories I heard was he, I, I don't remember if it was how this role mm-hmm. goes. You're going to have to forgive me on this one. I don't remember mm-hmm. if it was he spoke to the father of a son that was deployed. And then when he went to the base where the son was deployed, he sat and talked with him in, at length yeah. about, you know, hey, I talked to your dad, and, you know, I miss it, you know, like, and just gave that connection because yeah. of, you know, the separation. Or if it was the other way around where the, the soldier was talking about his father, and then Robin Williams sought him out yeah. and, and spoke to him, you know. But he, he was such an ambassador, mm-hmm. and, you know, for everything. And I think he, I, you know, honestly, I think even in lieu of his death, I think he's going to remain to Remain that way. Oh yeah, very much. He, you know, he'll remain, his work. You know, he'll remain. Uh, you know, in, in video and in you know, in, in digital catalog and also, oh, yeah. he'll be something that we can pass on and we can show to people. You know, we can we can do these things and and it's you know, is it is the death tragic? Yeah. 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 It's it's tragic. Is it? You know, but again, kind of like the. Linda Lee Cadwell thing, you know, yeah. with, with the I choose to remember how he lived. Yeah, I do choose to remember how he lived, but I understand too that 
you know, everybody reaches a breaking point. Everybody reaches a point that, that, that yeah. they get to where it's just, you know, it's, it's too much. And think um, about how long this man yeah. has gone. Yeah. 60 years. And yeah. still made so many people happy. Never came out and bitched and complained. Yeah. and He gave know. so much back. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I am kind of sorry that we, we couldn't give him what he had given us. And, you know, but also, and, to and the whole fact of the matter on that side, but is, I understand it's the same thing as like you can't really blame. Yeah, you can't yourself blame yourself, or, but also too. But I'm sorry, it, I see it. Yeah, sorry. It's like I said. Like I said, Lerman said, like this world wasn't worthy for him. But also too, like you said, that we didn't give him enough love. Honestly, I the way he was in like public settings and everything, and like yeah. I said, to keep the crud away, he knew. Yeah. It, it. I think it's just when he got. It's like how Christina was talking about. It's those quick moments where it seeps in. It was a private war. It, it was an extremely private war. Bro. It, it was. Well, depression usually is. Yeah. Because That's why you don't see group meetings yeah, about it. You know? yeah. It'd be a very quiet yeah. meeting. Because yeah. a lot of people don't really believe that mental illness is real. Yeah. And the only way that you'll really know about it is, is if you've have. had it. Or if you've experienced it. And then you can go to someone and say, oh my gosh... And that's why we need to just, like, totally get rid of the stigma associated with, oh, you have depression? And so I lost my finger. You know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing I did notice with all the stories and everything after the Robin's passing and everything. Depression went to the forefront. Mm-hmm. It got recognized. Like, people were starting to talk about the fact, like, Robin was Robin. And mm-hmm. how the hell did anybody know that this was going on? Right. And I'm well, hoping you know, that it doesn't get shoved back under the rug. Oh, I don't think it will. I, I uh, think it's also something that people you know, people fully understand that uh, you know, that it, it's how are they going to go with this one? Well, I think it's way more real than that stupid celebrity exhaustion that came out you know, back in 01. Uh-huh. Celebrity exhaustion. I'm like, come on, give me a break. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, Depression is real, okay? Yeah. You know, but not I understand that people, some people can't handle the fame that comes associated right. with it. You know, you get the Chris Tucker effect where you make a movie every you 20 know, years. 20 years yeah. because you just get tired of, you know, the, yeah. the schedule and all of that stuff. But he never seemed to really care about that schedule. No. Yeah. You know, he, was, he would go where he was needed and he would... You know, it really, if you take anything from the from the Conan O'Brien story, there's a guy who didn't know him at all and went out of his way to do something to cheer him oh, up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and the, and the best part of it is, I don't think Robin would ever have thought that he went out of his way yeah. to no. do anything. It was just like this is going to make him laugh. As you know, I'm going to challenge you guys to think about something here too. Okay. Okay. You know, the, the David Letterman thing is saying that this, you know, the world wasn't worthy for him. Right. Yeah. So I think he was exactly what this world needed, needed. quite a bit. I and I think we received him the best way that we could. We yes. laughed. Yeah, we cried at a lot of his performances. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we took joy like, in his, ex, you know, his experimental mm-hmm. roles, you know, yeah. and things like that. One of the worst things is that he was such a good, diverse actor. Oh, yeah. Now it's like mother. Yeah, yeah. one of a kind. Yeah. Yes, yes. Know, the, we, we say one of a kind a lot, but with with. Oh yeah, there's nobody like there's, this person. Yeah, no one like this. But with Robin Williams, is a legitimate. It is. 
he is yeah. one of a kind. Yeah. There really is nobody well, like him. No. Look and, at you know, look at the roles. Look at Good Morning Vietnam mm-hmm. and World Turning Garp, one of his, his earlier roles. <laughs> Watching him grow is a lot of fun when you watch his movies. Yeah, yeah polar opposite gone, of roles, yeah. Gone on a full-on... I've done this, Robin Williams, because you know, he's my idol. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of guy I'm like, I want to have a career like this, ups and downs yeah. and stuff like that. Even his worst stuff, I loved him. Well, uh-huh. like Popeye. Yeah. Popeye is arguably not really good, but when you watch it today, I'm like, it's a pretty damn good cartoon movie. I fucking love Popeye. I love Popeye. <laughs> this, this was my week. <laughs> but, sorry. As soon as it was announced. First night, I watched Toys. Yes, I remember you posting all this. Yeah, and then the next night, I watched One Hour Photo. Complete 180 yeah. from Toys. Oh, man. You know, I know I didn't like One Hour Photo. It's a creepy. The part the movie. Yeah, one of the biggest, and this is our staple, what the fuck moments? Yeah, and it made me jump one of my favorite through. moments too. Yeah, in the dream sequence where the blood shoots out of his eyes out of nowhere, it's really calm, and then ah, yeah. <laughs> it blows me every time. I'm just, it blows you. you know, blow my mind. Not in the good way. There's no fire nowhere. There's nowhere. Then I jumped into uh, Fisher King for the first time. Isn't that a fucking great movie? That's one of my favorite movies of his now. Right. Uh, is it Jeff Bridges? Yeah, Jeff Bridges. That, aren't they fucking tremendous? Oh, oh my God. God. That's something that I really loved about his roles is that he brought out the best in and so many members. other you yeah. know, uh, cast members. He knew how to work off right. yeah. and their strengths. Yeah, his, his stuff in Toys when he works with... Uh, um, LL Cool J. Uh, yeah, and, and well, not just LL Cool J. I mean, uh, but John Cusack? Yeah, John Cusack. Oh, my God. That's when I first realized how much I adore her. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've loved yeah. her. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that Gross Point Blank came out before that. No. Uh, no, no, no. no. Before so it, was after, it was after Toys. After yeah. Toys, okay. Yeah. Because no. it was one of the two that was... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm right there with and you with John Cusack. Fell in love with Joan Cusack in the movie. She really just kind of, she was tender and she was, I loved her in that in that role. And that made me really kind of look into everything else that she did, you know, after yeah. that. Oh yeah. And, and uh, the guy that played his uncle in uh, the movie, I the forget. older guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the name slips right now. Yeah. But the scene at the dinner party where he's doing the deviled eggs and everything, yeah. and I posted this in a line where he's like, "You're a bigger fool than your father." Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bring up this uh, trivia on toys. You know, since we're you know yeah. honoring Robin Williams, you know the thing that he uh, did the trailer. You, you know of the, the trailer of yeah. toys? Yeah. Well, yeah. In the Wheatfield, he goes, yes. This entire Wheatfield is all in one building. Totally ad lib. Oh yeah. He had no script. They're like, okay, just sell this movie, and he did. And he That's and asked him. He goes, we got a movie about toys. What's a good time to bring it out? Grand oh. Shoshona. <laughs> Day. I mean, just goes. Yeah, that was the one thing that drove me nuts that night when I was watching mm-hmm. toys. I wanted to change my Facebook cover shot. To I wanted the wheat filled with him standing there. Couldn't find a damn picture of that oh, anywhere that God. would work. Yeah. <laughs> drove me nuts. No. I just love the way you presented that. You know, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I, I, yeah. Neither one of us, neither one of us, have watched one of his movies yet. Oh. I think it's because I don't want to. no. It's okay. Uh, I watched Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Thank you for that. I did. Uh, I did. You know, I... Uh, I don't... It, I don't think it's going to put a finality to it. No. I'm just not ready to realize in my mind that he's gone. Yeah. And uh, I 
I think I'm more shocked at how much it has affected me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I I didn't think any celebrity, somebody who I'd never been directly in contact with, mm. would affect me this way. No, you know, and there's parts of me that go, "What the fuck is wrong?" Like you don't know him, but I do know yeah. him. You know, and that's the thing. As he, much as you could know, we, you know, we're about to get into our first experience. Yeah, yeah. He has because again, I'm the elder of the group. Mm-hmm. He has been with me from the moment that he first did television mm-hmm. to the latest stuff that he's you know that he's done, and uh, I. And it, you know, it just—I'm afraid. <coughs> you know, I—I I just, I, I guess, I'm just afraid that I'm gonna—I'm gonna start watching, and it's just gonna hit, and I'm gonna have to accept that, you know, and that I'm going to have a hard time with it, you know. I'm, I'm gonna have a really hard time with it. I, I caught the tail end of—I uh, uh, don't even think it was the tail end. I think it was just a portion. I was flipping through channels, and uh, Cinemax had or Showtime had. Mm-hmm. Uh, what dreams may come. Oh. oh yeah, and you know that's such a heartbreaking tale, anyway. You know, and mm-hmm. and but it's, at the same time, it's such a heartwarming tale as well. Yeah, it is. It depends on you know, um, and, you know where, where where you're going with it. You know, you know just the visual <laughs> imagery and the emotion that it, it sparked by seeing him in his idea of heaven. You know, mm-hmm. his wife's paintings, yeah, and, and all that stuff, and seeing him and knowing that you know, in my mind. This is him in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just go, damn, just damn it. You know, like, I, I want to be selfish. I want to say, you know, you know, it's it's not enough. One of my friends posted the most heartbreaking thing for me. You know, everybody had their little memes. Yeah. You know, everybody had that, you know, like, oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah. yeah. You know, had these different things. And uh, it got passed around a few times, and I showed her, and I just, you know, I broke down. And it was the, it was the Jumanji board. And yeah. it said, "Will somebody please roll a five or an eight so we can get him back?" Oh, damn it! Broken. Yeah, just fuck me up. Oh, oh, and then it was on the heels of that that we got the Norm McDonald plea. Oh, the funniest man on you know, the funniest man on the planet in the world or whatever it was. And just that small bit of time, you know. Then there was that. And then it was, you know, Conan, seeing him choke, you know, like, yeah. not choked up, but at a loss for, at a loss for words, and realizing how much of that was. And yeah, and then watching David Letterman talk about how this guy just came out and fucked them up at the improv, you know, this, oh, yeah. this new That was the greatest was, story. It was, it was a great story, especially as, as, I'm, as I'm starting to, you know, come into my own or starting to foray, you know, and, and wade a little bit deeper into yeah. the world of stand-up comedy. It's just such an amazing story to hear, you know? Mm-hmm. And that fuck. Yeah, you know, and that he, he did everything that he could to help those people along, you yeah. know? David Letterman got a role on Mork and Mindy. Mm-hmm. He did terribly. Yeah. Did terribly at it, you know, and self-confessed did terribly at it. And there's just so well, much. There was one know? story that <laughs> it was pretty much as soon as the story broke about it, it was pretty much like r- rip your heart out of the chest and shove it up your ass. Mm-hmm. Coco. Oh, oh God! Yeah, she showed me that. Christina's the one that showed me that, and I'm like, I forgot completely about Coco. Coco yeah. If I remember correctly, the story with Coco is Coco had her kitten. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And she, the the kitten had died, or it had been taken away, or, or something to that effect. Died. Um, yeah. yeah. And to hear him tell the story on Ellen. Oh yeah. About when went in, and they said, "Lift your shirt." And like, okay. <laughs> and, and then when she punches the nose, and he goes. Oh, I like you. <laughs> 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 and 
And then to hear the story of her sitting in the corner and hearing again about his passing. Yeah. She overheard. She overheard, she overheard talking him talking and about looked at them like. And saw the word cry. What? And, yeah. and then just kind of slumped. Mm-hmm. You know, who on this fucking planet can say that they have touched so many people that they've crossed species yeah. to do that? You know, yeah. and they've affected people on such a level. And there's nobody, nobody that's done that. No. There's not a celebrity out there that, that can say, you know, like you can be affected by a role, but there's nobody. And, and I can say this with all earnest, you know, there's, there's, there's nobody that will have affected people's lives the way that Robin Williams has. Yeah. Mm. And uh, it's just, you know, I'm just really fucking torn up about this. I'm right there with you. Um, well, that first day, exactly where we're uh, <laughs> as I was watching the reports and everything, I mean, I'm having the inner dialogue in my head going, you're going to do it. You mm-hmm. might as well do it now. If you're in your room by yourself, just do it. And oh, I just broke down and started crying. It just lost my freaking mind. I hate crying. In general, I, I, there's not really anybody in the world that's like I love crying, <laughs> but this I one, cry. <laughs> but this one was like, uh, like mm. I, the last time I honestly cried like I did after the whole Robin coverage and everything was when my friend Tom passed away. Yeah, and and that was the thing that popped in my head too. Is like you haven't done this since Tom, dude. It's, you never met Robin Williams. And it was just, it I just, he found a way to transcend television, mm. audio, all that. Yeah. Kind of affected, you know? I always I, feel I, like, I don't mean to dominate. No, 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 but when you listen to a stand-up and stuff like that, even though he's talking to a whole room, you almost feel like he's talking to you. Yeah. yeah. And I hope what I'm going to say right now may help you with jumping into the movies. Because I was kind of the polar opposite on that, like, I was like, okay, I can't do it. I, I'm not going to avoid the movies. i got to throw something in. So right. I knew that night, Toys. Toys is my all-time favorite Rob Williams movie. Actually, first I was thinking Bicentennial Man, but then I was like, fuck, I don't have Bicentennial Man. And <laughs> it was no one on Netflix <laughs> since. It's a great movie. Yeah, oh. but through Toys, and I was watching it, and I was just like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then I started reading a lot of people's posts. Like, I don't know if I can watch it. I tried to watch Aladdin. I tried to watch this, and it was just like, the sadness is always going to be there. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you can watch Robin prancing around Central Park and Fisher King, butt ass naked, seeing his freaking dangle, mm-hmm. flapping in the breeze. You're still going to. The sadness is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I've told people when it comes to death. It's not the whole time heals all wounds thing. Just over time, it's going to suck less. It's true. And, it's kind of like the loss of Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, and the thing you know, people are still feeling. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the thing, the thing to do honestly is to remember the laughter that Robin gave the world and everything, and and like I said with Harold Ramis, and I've said in the past with other ones, but it, I will put money on it. I will go to bat for the statement forever and a day. We are so fucking lucky that Robin Williams covers all those uh, technologies and genres and everything because yeah. we can crack a book well I never did a book sorry um, we can pop in a CD we can listen to any of the stand up we can watch DVDs we can watch VHS's you got a Betamax floating around you can watch something <laughs> on there too but that's the that's the lucky thing on it that we can go crap I want to watch toys yeah. boom yeah you know 
For me, it's not the it's not the fear of watching a movie. Yeah. It's not it's not that. It's not I'm trying to yeah. avoid it. It's <coughs> just I don't want to. I, I I don't you know I don't really don't know how to. How you to get the realization. I don't want to sit and watch my most beloved you know uh, version of him, which to me is is Hook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hook is Peter Pan. Um, that's the reason I jumped into toys. That, that's my Hook, favorite. Hook is my absolute favorite role that he he did, oh, yeah. and it's it's not necessarily just for the performance. It's for what he captured. Like he, you really believe that was Peter yeah, Pan exactly. grown up. That's yeah. what he should be. And that's you know? all of his roles too. And you know, like I. You believed he was a gay I've, man in Florida. I've sobbed. Like, I've literally, there's been a, a couple of times where, you know, I, I've separated myself from a situation or where Christine's been gone and we just saw something when she showed me the Coco thing was right before she went to work. Yeah. And they were talking about him on Today and all that stuff. And I just sat in my room and I remember just sobbing. Like, and, I'm, and, and I, I find myself ridiculous. And I think Robin would love all of this. Yeah. I think he'd find it hilarious that we were, you know, just, you know... <laughs> Sobbing over this and I'm looking what I did. Uh, you know, but he'd be like, I, I, I was sobbing when she's pinching my nipples. I remember, <laughs> I remember the yeah, that one night, you know, Christine and I do in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a hold of the nippies and I go, first thought's gonna be Do you have something to tell me? (laughs) Uh, I'm actually shocked that neither one of us have thought to play that joke yet. uh, You know, that's kind of. I'm actually going to get you a shirt that says "Fag Pimp." (laughs) I'm going to wear it loud and proud right now. Rob Williams is my fag pimp. Back, I just want to. But the good thing about that is, is that he isn't going to have a funeral like they already. You know. Well, they're going to have a memorial service. They they had a memorial service. You know, the thing is, is it's like they can't. Yeah. The world has memorialized, you know, him in so many different ways. It's mm-hmm. like, what could you do now other than just the private stuff? Yeah, that would, you know, say, you know, say what's already already been said. Everybody stop, like you know, at his uh, walk of fame and you mm-hmm. know, flowers backed up for like a block. Uh, of flowers, toy Oscars. Yeah. Well, honestly, that oh, night. Uh, yeah. Steve uh, J. Palmer posted on Facebook like I'm heading to Robin Starr who wants to meet up mm-hmm. yeah. and if and I hadn't guessed I would have done it yeah you yeah. talked to me that night about you know uh, you talked to me about making a trip down yeah you know to do that as well and uh, you know because it's it's what we have I mean that's really what the, the Hollywood Walk of Fame does yeah, yeah that you connect and go oh cool you know, there's, I'm stepping on this big man oh there's you know this you know <laughs> or you know here's Marlon Brando's or you know here's Elizabeth Taylor's or mm-hmm. you know soon to be now Richard well Richard Attenborough yeah uh, you know we're gonna have all of that but that's our those are our headstones yeah. that's headstones yes. for celebrities yeah whether they're alive or dead that's where we go to remember to remember them and, and memorialize them and, and say you know hey I'm I'm gonna lay down on the shitty yeah. sidewalk put a jacket down behind me Take a picture of me next to Robin Williams Star. Yeah, you know, going to happen. Luckily, when we were down that one time, I managed to get my picture next to Muhammad Ali's star. Yeah, yeah. but it was mounted on the wall. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the few that's mounted uh, on the yeah. wall. And so yeah, I you have to lay down. Yeah, yeah. and bum urine. But uh, yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's water. It's water. It's water. <laughs> I'm. I just like I'm not going to make it through 
hook right now. No. Yeah, hook should not, be on the bottom of your list. Like what drinks they come is on the bottom so of your list. So tell me what's at the top. Uh, Popeye? Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, go with, you go with the easier ones. As said by the family members of Nowhere, California, <laughs> Popeye is officially the least emotionally involved Robin Williams movie. Yo, the name is Bette. The logic is that Bette. Oh, come on. You just go completely yeah. off the beaten path. You go to Night Listener, where he plays Happy um, Feet or something like that. Well, you may yeah. not. I don't know what goes on in Happy Well, there's also three more movies. <laughs> there are three more movies in post. Yeah. That have yet to hit the trailer. Yeah. And when we say yeah, yeah, you're going to see a trailer of Night at the Museum 3, and Robin Williams yeah. is going to be I'm, there. I'm upset about the fact that this is Deathfire 2. I know. I'm all mixed. I, I'm a little mixed too. Oh, come on, guys. I already know what the story would be. Uh, it would be, it's not not as off the wall as you thought it would be. Uh, oh, no, I, I don't think, think Robin Williams would do it unless there was a good story. Yeah, no. I would personally see it just to see Robin Williams cut loose right. because I love the guy. Yeah, I love the character of Mrs. Doubtfire and everything. Yeah. It's just the fact of, no. they're making a sequel of this. It's well, just like, you what are you going to do? Think about it. But there is plenty. Oh, go ahead. Every time I hear dude looks like a lady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was pretty much, I'm pretty, I can guarantee you that was going to be in the, the teaser. That was going to oh, be yeah, in the trailer. Oh, yeah, going to be in the teaser, yeah. Yeah, going. Yeah. Would be vague little snippets of pulling on the fake boots, yeah, yeah. putting on the lipstick, the, the tinctures, you yeah. know, and the, you know, hey, heck yeah, or even going him and his normal, yeah, you've been, and then I did, or even go, just walk out, and go, oh, this is snugger than it was last time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could pretty much guarantee it was going to be like that, but I think what was going to happen. Now, like I said, I don't know, okay? I don't know, but this is the only way for the story to work. All these kids are growing up, so there's there's not really a custody battle thing. But I think what's happened is that uh, Mrs. Doubtfire goes global. The show gets really big. So maybe he's going around actually, like, well, we want you to put together a live show and stuff like that. And he has his kids, like, help him choreograph it or something like that. Or and, his grandkids. Yeah, or you know, it's, it, it could have gone any of them. You can't see Grandpa. He's a crossdresser. <laughs> it could have. It could have. It could have gone either way. You could have brought all the uh, um, most of the cast back. Yeah, and it still could have been very relevant. Oh yeah, it would have worked. It, honestly, I, th- I, I would be thinking it would be about uh, where Miss Doubtfire, yeah. where the show Mrs. Doubtfire oh, yeah. went. Yeah. I had no doubts about uh, Robin's uh, backing of it because it would have been fun because he had no. said to certain movies like. Fuck that. It, well, it could have been a situation where mm-hmm. we went from him playing Mrs. Doubtfire and it had already become a global thing. Mm-hmm. And it had become so burnout and people had become, you know, kind of, you know, fickle about it in today's media and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That he actually takes on the persona of, you know, another one and bounces between the three of them. <laughs> you know, to, to keep the, and, and who else besides Robin Williams? Could do that. No, Mrs. Doubtfire is my because I was six when that movie came out, mm-hmm. and I actually went to the theater with my grandmother. Yeah. And I remember coming home and my mom saying, "How was the movie, Mom? It was so good, but they said peel off." 
Because he said in the meeting, yeah. he's when he says piss off, Lou. Yeah, like the Tweety. Yeah. 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 Mom, he said peel off. Because <laughs> I didn't know, you know. So. Oh, yeah. But that was my first, um, mm-hmm. you know, real. You know, memory plus the "Don't worry, be happy." Oh yes, you know, oh, yeah. I love that video. When the face gets crushed, we go, yeah. "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's when he does the cake. Yeah, yeah. More than the, I must have really get to you in this kid. The Asian kid across the way when he's getting the fat suit on. Yeah, they're like laughing. They're like laughing, and then yeah. Was Benjamin Franklin? That would yeah. probably be the the last epitome. You're. Your accent's a little spotty. Oh, like yeah. your tan, or a little mottled. Like your tan. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, of course, the make me a woman. Oh, honey, finally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. And he goes, Mitch me, Mitch me. Uh huh. The montage. The, yeah. all, all the different women with. That he goes, Yeah, when he, yeah. <laughs> oh, they even, uh, that line, he goes, so, because there's no big reveal yet until, yeah. uh, you know, she, 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 shows up. she shows up at the house. But you see him from the back, and he goes, so how do I look? He goes, a couple of years, uh, yeah, 20 years older, can you be mom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost guaranteed that was probably an improv line. I'm sure. You know, the, the birdcage. Right. Oh, uh, that damn movie. Yeah, that was good. All I laughed. That one was a fun I, I, one. I honestly think that that, that movie, uh, I don't think I've laughed harder at any of it. I don't want to say you might want to put that on the top of the list, too, because it's uh, it, there's no real darkness yeah. to it. That's okay. That's yeah. That's the whole thing with that one. It's such a fun movie. They, they try to do the red herring with when Nathan Lane's like, so... Who is he? Who is he? And then it re- it's revealed that it's his son. His son, yeah. And I think that is probably like the most well, I mean, shocking part of the entire Oh, God, I pierced the toe. Yeah. I pierced the toe. mirror the toes. Walk like John Wayne. Oh, what? more than John Wayne. Yeah, you did it perfectly. Did I, I, do, know. Did I do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. No, you did it perfectly. I just didn't realize that John Wayne walked that yeah. way. I learned something about that movie in the most recent watch when I was doing my marathon watch. The marathon watch of going. I'm going to keep Robin Williams movies going, mm-hmm. and when I stop, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I started off actually. Like I know two situations when I've been to Stater Brothers, and uh, our guy who's frozen at our mm-hmm. store right now. Uh, when I work for the Apple Valley and work from here, it's twice now happened. He's a Dolphins fan. Oh, and I, <laughs> I've heard the line. How about them Dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll poke my head out. How do you think I feel? Betrayed, <laughs> bewildered. Ah, and then just look at me like, you guys really need to see the bird. Yes. <laughs> I learned that uh, Robin Williams was up originally for the Nathan Lane role. And Steve Martin was supposed to play the Robin Williams role. Oh. But something happened where Steve Martin couldn't do it. It was mm-hmm. scheduled conflict, conflict. That Robin was like, I'll do the straight man character. I'll. Mm-hmm. That was my first introduction to Nathan Lane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was my first introduction to Nathan Lane, and it wasn't until I really started watching, like you know, Mighty Wind and mm-hmm. you know some of these other films that were like improv films and stuff like that, that I got to uh, appreciate some of the other, you know, the, the other talented actors and actresses that were in that mm-hmm. film. Diane Weiss was. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, she was so good as, as Gene. Oh. And Gene Hackman. Sh- oh, ugliest damn woman on the planet. Yes, <laughs> well, it was so. <laughs> <laughs> the side stories, like uh, the 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 the, 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 the Well, the, yes, yeah, <laughs> the driver said that. That's what I'm talking about. He goes, 
He goes, uh, his last words were, your money's, on, your money's on the table, chocolate. I think. <laughs> yeah. It was so well written. Oh, well, he had a smile on his face. I didn't think anything. I didn't think anything. Yeah. And the fact that they got like a nine-year-old playing that role, too. Oh, that's yeah. funny. And then he's, you know, I need some hard candy right now. Like, that was his nervous trigger, you know, with his stuff. And, and then Hank Azaria. Yeah. Oh, 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 my God. Azaria. Agador Spartacus is the only person that may have stolen that. I'm I'm exactly. I know. <laughs> Wait, you forgot the trip. I know. Ah, but He's Agador like, Spartacus was not wearing shoes. If you watch that scene with yeah. the shrimp, yeah. he's like, fuck the shrimp. Uh, and then he slips. He slips, and that, that he almost lost it because yeah. he starts laughing. Yes. And that Hank Azaria is just like, Trying not to laugh. Which is such a huge testament for Hank Azaria because he's such a great character. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. And you know, all of them in that film, I don't know how the crew fucking managed. They had to have pulled so many people out, just like, stop, we can't, I can't okay, go five on. Break. Ralph isn't going to stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have to take lunch. Right? I think Ralph right. shit himself. Uh, you know, but, but that and then. Um, uh, Death of Smooch is another Christy one. Christy Bransky. Oh, Bransky. Yeah. Oh, my God. As, as uh, uh, the, the son's mom. I can't think of her, the son's name right now. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> she, you know, when she's dancing with him and they're doing the night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff and, uh, you know, just oh. when they talk about their plots, you know, and then there's yeah. just that genuine love between them. You and, know, that, and that's that. another scene, that I, the, the still from that shot with them sitting at the bus bench. Yeah. It's just like, that's a... That's a moment in time in film history. Is oh, yeah. Those two sitting and there. Nathan Lane is so dramatic in that film. You know? <laughs> I, just, I packed my toothbrush. I packed light. It? Yeah, I packed light. <laughs> How Egyptian of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go. No. I'll give you my best wig. No. 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 You can't go. Once so, again, it's... Uh, you know, Turkish coffee. It, it, it was the <laughs> ability. It was the ability um, that Rob Williams had to work off the other actors. Yeah. Give, I mean, he could give to them and they could give back. Right. And the interplay. Yeah. Another between. another role was Rainbow, Rainbow Randall. Rand- so, you know who I am? I'm Rainbow fucking Randall! And you look at the, the cast there. Yeah. And even with the ones that you really don't know their improv skills, like mm-hmm. Edward Norton. Yeah. It was always dramatic and everything. You never really seen him in a dark yeah. ass role for yeah, that that's smoochy. But with Danny DeVito behind the camera and running sh- the show and having Robin Williams being a freaking kitty show host that is <laughs> yeah, that gets tagged for freaking extortion. <laughs> I heard that the cookie pecker yeah. was a total candid thing. When Edward Norton pulled it out, oh yeah, yeah, it was. It was a, it was a total kind of thing. Danny DeVito said, "He's uh, like, you're going to pull something out. You're, just you're, go you're going to have to have a negative effect to it, but it won't be too hard for you to think negative." So when it came out, it's a rocket ship. But you got to add in the factor, Robin Williams busting in. Oh yeah, you yeah. It's made with dildo. Yeah. It's a line with a arm. It's chicken wing trimmers all. You know, and such a dark movie yeah. that. Is universally in a cult movie. It's yeah. a cult movie. It's a cult movie, yeah. And that's another thing how we were talking about earlier with the talk show hosts and everything. Whenever somebody dies like this, uh, John Stewart, I always want to see his reaction because he he's the, the most heartfelt reactions I have yeah, always seen. He's very this one is gonna suck. Yeah. But um with but with Death to Smoochie mm-hmm. and then also too throwing in even like Popeye, we we're giving Popeye grief. 
Yeah. <laughs> look at the cast there. Yeah. And then you just look at the laundry list. Mm-hmm. And even when you look at the dramatic side. Yeah. 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 You know, I, uh, you know, Christina talks about her first experience being Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. All this stuff. And, and I know since we were in a foray into that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was, uh, mine was Happy Days. Like, I remember seeing it for the first time on Happy Days. And I remember laughing. Yeah, I watched around the same time, The Mortimity, on Nick at Night. I remember watching it prime time. Premier. I remember watching it, you know. Bold. Man. Yes, very much so. But you know what? <laughs> I lived in a time, you know, I grew up in a time... Drewby Balls, but all of my stuff is being now duplicated because that was the heyday of television. Yeah, when TV was legit. Yes. And it was, I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming out now that's original and fun, you know. Oh, yeah. Always Sunny in Philadelphia and things like New Girl. Queen Gloria. Yeah, Queen Gloria. But this, this, you know, Mark and Mindy. You know, that was that classic sitcom. Oh, yeah. You got to wrap it up in a half an hour. You got to do these things, you know. And it introduced me to Jonathan Winters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pam, uh, Pam Dauber. Pam yeah, Dauber. Yeah, Pam, you know, Who uh, just recently did a guest spot on the crazy ones, which we will probably go a little bit more than the crazy Did she? Yeah, did she, she get she, to do that before? You, oh, yeah. that's so cool. I will, I will say this on record right now. CBS, you can go fuck yourself on how you handled the crazy ones. That was a good show. It was. You know, I'm sorry. Anybody else a little tripped out that uh, the alien from My Favorite Martian is, uh, you know, father to uh, uh, to to Mork? Oh yeah, Popeye. Yeah, it's kind of what you're talking about though with uh, Mark and Minnie, though the hating of TV. Mm -hmm. Oh well, see that was uh, you know I was I was a Happy Days guy. Yeah. I watch Happy Days, I watch Laverne and Shirley. I, you know, those were my sitcoms. Uh, Cosby Show, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. And, and I feel very blessed that I get to, you know, I, I really, I get to be there for uh, All in the Family, mm-hmm. which was so cutting edge at the time. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I went through some of the more serious ones, you know, the Cosby Show and things like that. And then you got to do just the fun that was Mork and Mindy. You know, the mm-hmm. rainbow suspenders. I'll yeah. never give those over to the, you know, no. uh, LGBT community. Oh, yeah. Never, never will I give that to the gay community. You can take all the other rainbow stuff you want, but rainbow suspenders below. It's to Mork. To, to Mork. And, Mork. You know, Mork, Mork you know. Do you know how they wrote the script? Huh. Like, they basically write it. At first, they'd write it and then try to get Robin and his lines and everything. <clears throat> never worked because it got to the point where they would write the script, they'd write the script, and then get to the point where they'd go, Robin goes off. <laughs> yes, but see, that's that's the genius of television writers of that era. Yeah, they recognized what they had. They mm-hmm. knew the talent that he is, and they let him run, run with that it. ball. And it was yeah. the best and thing they could do. Some of the stuff with he and Jonathan Winters is some oh of the funniest shit that I've ever seen on television. <laughs> Watching him, you know, I will always. Anytime somebody puts two fingers into a cup, you know, mm-hmm. every time that that happens, I go, hey, he's going to drink it. Yes. You know, and, and it's just, uh, you know, I remember the end of every episode when he would contact Orson. Orson, yeah. Yes. And he Orson, Mark calling Orson, And he would you talk to Orson. You big fat one. Yeah, <laughs> and he would, he would talk to Orson, he would say some funny stuff. But then there was very poignant yeah. messages, and there was, you know, everything in the 80s had that kind of moral behind it, and there was, he would always drive something home. Yeah. And there would be that tender moment of, you know, of, of more 
becoming human, you know? Yeah. And that, like I said, you know, Happy Days is where I saw So I could yeah. see the Fonz and Mork, you know, kind of kind of do that. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I moved my, my way forward to, to Mork and Mindy. And then, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to have a mom that allowed me to watch the... Uh, um, the HBO comic book. No. Oh, that's and cool. I got to you know that's where I really learned about George Carlin yeah. and you know um, uh, Richard Pryor mm-hmm. and uh, you know the comedic the stand-up comedic side of Whoopi Goldberg. And yes, Billy absolutely. And, uh, Billy Crystal and Howie uh, um, Mandel and oh, you're gonna have to. I'm I'm so so sorry. I love this guy too. The uh, uh, a huge Hispanic comedian at the time. Uh, Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez. Yeah. Paul Rodriguez yeah. was such a fantastic, you know, talent. That you know, Sam Kinison. Yes. You, know, you you had that. You had Rodney Dangerfield. This is where I learned to love stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And comic and, relief was that. Yes, comic relief was that. And seeing Billy Crystal. To me, it was always a whole. You know, DC has its holy trinity of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, yeah. Comic Relief always had its holy trinity of Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, and Robert. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. And they were just all or none. They were so so mm-hmm. funny to watch, and uh, that you know that was my introduction into to what a funny, wonderful man he was. And then when I as I got a little bit older and got to see, uh, uh, not Good Will Hunting. I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Dead Poets Society. Uh, yeah, another one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Just floored me, you know. And then I got Fisher King, and then I got this other. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, holy shit, what a diverse man! Oh, yeah. I mean, it was Awakenings. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Awakenings. Yeah. Patch Adams. We're forgetting Patch Adams. Patch Adams. I like Patch Adams. Yeah, yeah and Patch, Patch Adams, Adams is beaten, but it's such a good freaking movie. Oh yeah. Like, one of the reasons, among you know others, that was why I got into nursing because. A lot of times, recovery is laughter. You know, yeah. you have to laugh. Yeah. Well, when he goes off on the spiel on the stuff that is good, when laughter, you know, it releases these endorphins. endorphins and stuff like that, um, you know, he 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 lets out, you know, that entire spiel, which is all one hundred percent proven. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, true. Then he walks off in the clown shoots. You know, that was. You know, uh, I, th- I think one of the, you know, in the aftermath of all this stuff, one of the things that I'm going to remember the most is something that I just recently saw, and it was just a screaming testament to a young David Letterman standing there with Robin Williams, and uh, I'm trying to remember the actress that was with him. Shore, Polly Shore's mom. Yeah, yeah, Shore. Yeah, Mitzi Shore. Yeah, the picture that you and, Yes, and and the other one is Richard uh, Pryor. Richard Pryor. Standing there, you can start to see, you know. What Dave was trying to make his way through it. Yeah, you you can you can kind of see that it's it, it's just it was something that's so personal to Dave, and yeah. yet you felt like you were right there. Part yeah, of it, you know. Uh, what was your first you know experience? Uh, honestly, it was. I would have to say it was more Mindy and like Happy Days and everything, but it wasn't really where I was like, "Oh, this dude is awesome." Yeah. Not really realizing who Robin Williams was. Mm-hmm. The one I can remember was watching Comedy Central in the early days of Comedy Central when they mm-hmm. actually would show all the old school stand up yeah. his old old one where you mm-hmm. saw Tony Danza and all these celebrities John Ritter, yeah. In the audience oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where yeah. he's talking about human car wash. Oh my god climbing through the balcony. He opened up with the penis joke and he goes back yeah yeah you ready sit up. Yeah. Sing 
tears running down John Ritter's yeah, face yeah. as he falls off his seat. Who goes ahead of his curve yeah. in, in, in comedy and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Climbing through the oh, yeah. balcony, going <gasps> enjoying the seats, Mr. Lincoln. Oh, and he's yeah. the only one that could do this. He made a one of those comments you don't ever do was pass a this from 1979. And he goes, look, there's one black man in the audience. Look. And he goes, yes. Sorry, he's thinking that they're going. Oh, you better be funny now, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. He was the one that was able to do that, and then it was that, it, it was, was that, that. Sorry. No, no, yeah. yeah. It was that stand up that made me jump headfirst in, mm-hmm. and that's when I started backtracking through all the Morgan Mindy's and all the Happy Days, and then started going through. Like Good Morning Vietnam, way below my own, my age range, yeah. and well, I, I gotta I gotta do this, you know. As you guys as standups now, yeah. yeah. You, one of my favorite sketches that he does, he goes, "Want to come into my mind and see what happens?" Oh, that's my favorite bit. Comedian when he bites the big one. Oh, that's that, great. Come on in. And he goes, "Come on, come on over now." I mean, you've now that you guys have kind of lived that moment. Yeah. I mean, this is all going on while you're on stage. Isn't that like one of your favorites? Oh yeah, yeah. it happens to me. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it's the the idea of becoming a comic. You know, and the stages that we go through. Uh, you know, and the things that you think about before you go on stage, and while you're on stage, you know, and the, mm-hmm. you know when you know that you this joke's gonna kill, but then it doesn't, and yeah. you're like. You know, you can understand those sirens start going off in your head from the bit. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, but it's it's because of Robin Williams. It's because of George Carlin. It's you know Richard Pryor, Richard, oh, Almighty Richard Pryor, Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy. Yeah, it's you know it's because of these comedians. And I'll say you know on the modern side of it, you know the Patton Oswalt. Yeah, uh, you know the uh, ones that keep that tradition alive. Yeah. Josh Blue, uh, love Josh Blue. I I just there's just so much about accepting who you are and sharing that with everybody. Exactly. That is priceless, you know. And I and I absolutely love that, you know. And, and uh, Robin Williams, I think, may have eliminated some of my fear about being on stage. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like if this guy can. If this guy can get up there and make a complete ass of himself, and people can just be confused and bewildered by it, but also notice the brilliance. Yeah, but have so much fun with it, you know, that it, it becomes funnier and funnier every time you see it. Who gives a shit? You know? Yeah. Who gives a shit? What am I really risking other than just you know my own happiness and finding my own little <laughs> and you know, the, inner sanctity and the strength of my own bladder? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, I, you know, I just I'm I. I really want to kind of thank you guys for this episode because this is the most therapy I've had yeah. since it's happened. You know, yeah. we want to thank you for joining because it's it's best to talk about a loved one, yeah, with loved ones, right? And that's uh, it's kind of therapeutic for me too. Yeah, as basically as soon as the news was breaking and everything, and I'm scrambling around trying to gather my own thoughts, I'm just like, okay, we got to record again, crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate doing these episodes, but these are ther- they're therapy for us. Yeah, yeah. they could get two listens, but we're sitting here talking like we would do, even if there wasn't a mic in front of us. Right. Well, yeah, it's because yeah. you know, like I want to be able to, you know, celebrate his life, and one of the things uh, in order to be able to celebrate his life is to get past his death. Oh right. yeah, and I can't do that unless I uh, I talk to friends. And yeah. <laughs> um, what was your first? My first would have to be uh, it was it was Mork and Mindy yeah. And, yeah. and Popeye. Uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm yeah, going to tell you the, the the moment. And I was in junior high school when this movie came out. <coughs> uh, see, I'm dating myself here. Um, when I knew 
of Robin Williams as Robin Williams, and uh, what a incredible person he was. Because I had never seen Good Morning Vietnam. You know, yeah. um, it was Hook. Yes, yeah. so it, it 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 ground for me because at the very beginning he's this stuff shirt lawyer, and then you have this realization: holy shit, that's fucking Peter Pan! Yeah, and you're taking this journey to where he gets his memories back and why, you know, he, he lost them in the first place. And the thing is, I found it very believable. Oh, yeah. You could watch, uh, you could watch uh, the Peter, uh, the, the new Peter Pan uh, uh, remake. Yeah. And then watch Hook. And it kind of meshes together really oh, well. Wow. Uh, but, you know, uh, the kid who played Thud. Um, yeah. Thud but Oh, the, 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 the big kid. Yeah, the yeah. chubby little kid. Chubby kid, yeah. Um, do you know, there's two two facts, two things that I found out in light of all of that that I was thrilled about. Steven Spielberg and Robin Williams were the only ones that knew that they were going to give him the sword. Oh, nice. So when the boys are lined up, none of them know who's getting the sword. That is cool. It's a genuine oh, moment. Beautiful. And, uh, did you know this? Yeah, you, I think you were watching it with me. The kid who played Thud and... Uh, yeah, I'm on the show you that. My wife. Really? Yeah. So, but so, so that, that look on the kid's face. Yeah. Like when he hands him the sword, mm-hmm. and you see that elation on his face. Yeah. Yeah. That's all real. That's oh genuine. my god. That's absolutely genuine. You know, and uh, especially when he says, says, "I want you to take care of all the people that are smaller than you." Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, "What do I look after?" Never. Bugs. Never bugs. Little, little ones. ones. Little but ones. it was beautifully. Uh, yeah. It, it brings tears to my eyes. Oh yeah. Oh, especially with the one little kid. Oh yeah, it was very That's my favorite one. I cry every single time. Yeah. Oh, when all the kids are trying to decide whether they're going to side with Rufio yeah. or they're going to side with Peter Pan, and up until this point, uh, you know, they're siding with Rufio, and the one little boy marches out to the forefront mm-hmm. and meshes and mushes his face around and he fights and gives him, and it's it's when it's the most ridiculous smile. Uh-huh. He goes, "There you are, there you are, Peter." And it. Uh. I every, every, every time I go, oh god, the kids are all And they're checking them out, and they're like, oh, and then yeah. they all see it. But just yeah. that one kid when he's taking off his glasses, and it's just so beautifully done to see the look in the kids' eyes. Oh, yeah. just, just absolutely wonderful. It's just so yeah. beautifully done. Now, that kid yeah. thud uh, was oh. doing a short film part. Uh, apparently, my dogs are all chiming in outside. <laughs> <laughs> they like fighting with the neighbors. Uh, that was a beautiful one. The, the kid who played Thud, uh, he had this moment where he was doing a short film of his own now, yeah. and um, it was supposed to be Thud Butt versus Rufio, is what he was calling nice. it. Nice. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to see if Rob would do a cameo, and so he he sent a message out to him and all that to see what he did. And to this day, Robin still called him Thud. Yeah. What's up, Thud? He sent something back, and he said, hey, you know, I was just curious if you'd want to do a cameo on this movie that I'm trying to do or whatever. And he said, sure, just let me know when. Let me know nice. when you're scheduled. And that was him. And that's, that, you know, that's <laughs> just who he was, you yeah. know. That's just who he was. And, and I think if we all tried to, you know, if we, you know, at, at the end of, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Chasing Mavericks. Molly. For God's sake, <laughs> my dog is just eating the hell out of the bowl right no, now. I, I, missed the, background I missed the cha- Chasing Mavericks. Uh, Chasing Mavericks is... is uh, the surfing movie. Yeah. And, yeah uh, movie. It, it's about Jay Moriarty yeah. and just his passion for it. And there's a, there's a thing they showed at the end of it and it said, live like Jay. Yeah. Just every moment. Live every moment. I think that really holds true for Robin. Yeah. Live yeah. every moment. You know, impact somebody's life. 
talk to somebody, touch their, you know, touch mm-hmm. their life, make their day, make them laugh, make them smile, listen to them, engage them, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I think if, if we did that, if everybody did that on a global scale, we'd have a lot better world that we, you know, live, that we would live in. And that's really the legacy of Ron Williams, you know, that's where it should be. Yeah. Honestly, with what you just said there, Nick, I don't see anywhere else we could possibly go with the discussion, so we're going to start uh, wrapping things up. But before we really close this episode completely, um, I think we'll bring out something from our Why Not episodes and do like a quick uh, lightning round of recommendations of Robin Williams movies. Some that you may either have thought, you know what, I'm not going to, I really don't want to watch that one, or... Like we were talking about with the, honestly, there's some trepidations of jumping back into the pool of Robin Williams movies, and just honestly, mm-hmm. these are kind of movies when you're ready. We hope you watch them because we freaking love them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll start it. Uh, I recently just watched uh, Angriest Man in Brooklyn. That was recent. One of yeah, his most recent movies, recent and it's one of his really good. One of his uh, usual like independent movies. It's a dark one because if title Angry Man in Brooklyn doesn't exactly instill rainbows, mm-hmm. but and there, I'll be honest, forefront there is some stuff. If you jumped into it right now, it may be a hard watch for you. But when you're ready to watch it, it shows his acting, chops. Te- his chops have never faded. Like he knows he can jump into dramatic, he can jump into comedic, and. The rage he can build throughout the movie, but then at the end of the movie, when everything starts to meet its climax and the realization of what's going on happens, and he's getting into that somber mode of his realization of what's going on. It, it, it's a Robin. It's pure Robin there. Yeah. So my first recommendation is Angry Man of Brooklyn. We're going left or right? Either way. Go right. Hey, there you go, honey. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, I have a couple. You're just so smart. I no, I have a couple. Um, probably like three. Sweet shit. You suck my dick. Okay. Anyway, so the first one, um, obviously I said before, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, it's just one of the first, you know, memories I have with my grandmother. Um, she took me to go see it, and then... Uh, I thought it was the funniest thing, you know, I didn't catch a lot of the jokes, but, you know, watching it later on, I, you know, got them all. Mm-hmm. Um, then the the next one would be Awakenings. Um, my great-grandmother and my grandmother's mother, uh, they thought she had Parkinson's, and they used Levodopa. She was one of the first people to use that drug. Um, so it was kind of like, oh... Oh, dope, I know what that is. Yeah. So. Personal connection to it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that one will probably be one of the last ones. And then the real last one would be Patch Adams. Uh, that's my girl. Because, you know, he deals with mm-hmm. cancer patients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my patients, when she completed treatment, wrote me card and said, thank you for the laughs. She said, you guys brighten our day when we're going through a lot. You make us laugh. So, that one will probably be the very last. 
Yeah. Just to lighten me, it's completely ironic because my wife has been funny at all. She likes to make you suck things, though. No, yeah. she's, well, you know, and I love her for that. But, uh, no, she's, she's actually hilarious. It's, well, most people comment on this. Both stupid. So are we, are we doing one at a time, or do we just... Uh, I'll have some more if you want to spitfire some more. Right, I'll, 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 I'll close mine. I'll close out with okay. the rest of mine. All right, that works. Okay. <sighs> Popeye, Aladdin, Fern Gully, Bicentennial Man, Cadillac Man. Uh, Those are all going to be your last ones. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm just I saying. I would, uh, yeah, yeah, I would just. No, these are just, rec- these oh. are just glowing recommendations. I'm like, you know what? Oh, okay. it, the, the short answer is all. But I'm just giving you highlights here. I thought it was like no. the last one no. that we'll be watching. No, 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 no it works. No, no, no. It will be a lot of people. It's just a general recommendation list. Jumanji. Jumanji. I'm getting there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going. I'm going chronologically here. You're just reading off his IMDb list here. Yes. Well, I have it memorized. So, okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hook. Jumanji. Bicentennial Man, Love that uh, movie. going you know back and forth here. Patch Adams, um, uh, Aladdin. Did I, did I, did I say Aladdin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Patch. putting an emphasis on Aladdin. Sorry, sorry, I had to stop. I, I had to stop. So. Yeah. Like Aladdin too. His voice too. Oh no, Aladdin too. Aladdin, King of Thieves. There you go. Yeah, yeah. the third one was. Yeah, Genie yeah. was back. To yeah, the, yeah, Genie was back to being instead of the animated there. version. Of yeah, that. exactly. Dan Castellan is good as Homer. And he was okay as Genie in the series, but I um, a friend of mine told me that there's a poem online I believe that he wrote, mm-hmm. kind of talking about uh, the work as Genie and kind of talking about how some people are kind of not sure when mm-hmm. they're going to be able to jump back into the Robin Williams movies. And it's kind of like a poem that talks about no matter what, mm-hmm. laughter is the important part. Exactly. Um, and I would recommend checking out any of his stand-up. Oh, Goodwill Hunting. That—that—that uh, yeah. that, that is a must. I've never actually seen Goodwill Hunting. Oh, when you watch Argo, I'll lend you Goodwill yeah, Hunting. It's a, it's a good one. <laughs> well, you want to know how I feel about that? <laughs> yeah. There's now. There's like I said. There's there's um, there's a couple of hundred others that I could recommend. Uh, because he has uh, like over a hundred. Yes. On IMDb. Um, but those those are those are my highlights. Uh, Nick, how about yours? Uh, you know, I want to say... Uh, let's not forget Popeye. I'm going <laughs> to say, if, uh, you know, I'm going to jump out of the, the film genre for a minute. Mm-hmm. If you can catch any old episodes of Mork and Mindy, oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you can see him at his uh, absolute ADHD best. <laughs> just all over the map. Which, and, by the way, uh, CBS Home Video, get your act together and get season four out on DVD. Oh, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty much a lockdown. They better. Oh, yeah. else is going on. But, uh, yeah. For me, uh, I would highly recommend Dead Poet Society. The the lessons that it teaches you in, in that are, are just phenomenal. Um... Fisher King, so good. I freaking love Fisher so King. So good. I think the one that I, I'm, I'm ashamed that it took me this long to watch Fisher King. Right. Now, my wife realized that we didn't have Aladdin, 
yeah. in our collection. Uh, we usually buy like the Diamond Series, Blu-rays, and all that stuff. I think it's supposed to be. I think Aladdin's supposed to be coming by the end of the year. No, uh, next year, coming October, October 2015. 2015. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry, stay corrected. Uh, so, yeah, bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> but she. Uh, she always does. I think she ordered. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I think she ordered it on Amazon. Yeah. So is you didn't end up ordering. It's probably on back order. You probably would have to wait until it comes out on Blu-ray again to get it. God damn it, girl. Anyway, well, uh, I was going to say Aladdin would be one that I would jump into. Just, you know, because you sing along with everything. And there is yeah. so much funny... Did you guys see the tribute know? thing that they added to the televised stuff? Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, I heard, we heard about that while we were in... Um, her sister and uh, brother-in-law watched that in Vegas that morning. It was perfect. That Saturday, I did the whole the first part of the Mark and Mindy Marathon, mm-hmm. and then Aladdin came on, and then the second half of the Mark and Mindy Marathon came on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I will always say Hook. Um, I will, will always say Hook, uh, just because... It, it's you know it's my yeah. favorite. There's there's just no other way around. It's my yeah. absolute favorite. Uh, Patch Adams is great. What? I, I forgot you, about. You're looking at buying DB. I know. Go for it. I forgot about Jack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How did you forget Jack? Yeah. And nine months. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nine months was solid, but uh, mm-hmm. Bicentennial Man was another sleeper that I I saw. Yeah, that I the freaking theater. love Bicentennial Man. And uh, Jacob the Liar. Jacob the Liar, another sleeper. I got yeah. a couple of that were mm-hmm. probably sleepers that I'll bring up. I, you know, I was really, um, I was just really floored by how well that that movie came together, you know, um, uh, Bicentennial Man just, (laughs) very touching. It is. Very funny, very funny, you know, for what it is, and then it becomes just a very beautiful and touching movie. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, Fisher King, Good Will Hunting, um, and I'm just going to say it like, Three times over and over. Uh, hook, 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 hook. You know, yeah. um, Jumanji. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all the ones that are kind of commercial ones are actually really fun, yeah. wonderful things mm-hmm. to jump into. Well, that and Hook, I think, will be my last because it'll. It, you know, I'm gonna have the hardest time getting through that. One. Yeah. You know. Um, right off the bat, my last. Or, I'm sorry. No, uh, no. Please. My last. I've already said it. Is uh, what dreams may come. The whole aspect of it is. Mm-hmm. I know that one's gonna be a rough watch, but. Mm-hmm. Um, like you were saying about the commercial movies or all fun and everything, but also, too, a lot of people kind of let his non-commercial ones kind of slip through the cracks, and these are the ones I want to finish out my recommendations with. One-hour photo. Brilliant, dark, twisted movie. And like I tell people who don't know what one-hour photo is, I basically tell them, well, it's like Jaws was to the ocean, Psycho is to taking showers, this is what it's going to be like when you get your film developed. Because you won't do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it just because it, he was such a dark character. It was a, and he's not a dark person. So, exactly. So I was all, oh, I don't like him like that. Look up the Charlie Rose interview where uh, Charlie Rose interviews Robin Williams and the director of One Hour Photo. It's, it'll open your eyes on the role and how he looked at it and everything. And then also, too, seeing Charlie Rose laugh his ass off is always awesome. Since he's he's one of those straight laced guys, he's not a douche or anything. He's just straight laced. But seeing him crying, laughing, yeah. is awesome. Uh, one hour photo. Yeah, seeing him crying. Yeah, seeing him crying. crying. Uh, the final cut. Have you guys seen that? One? I've seen the final cut. Final cut. No. <clears throat> he, it's basically in the future where funeral like people will have microchips implanted in their brains to record their entire life, oh. and at the funerals they show these videos of their life. And Robin Williams plays an editor. 
where he will take the chip and go through it all and make the memorial reel for the movie. Mm-hmm. Really underrated movie. Yeah. And just and it's another really dark one. He had these dark ones where it's like he'd make you laugh your ass off, but then he flips the script and gets into the dark ones, and you're like, wow. Very obscure. Like uh, Insomnia is another one mm-hmm. where he plays a killer. Just not like a weird spastic killer or anything. He just flat out kills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then kind of more <coughs> more of a speed. I'll speed this thing up. World according to the Garb mm-hmm. um, was another really good one too. <sighs> there's so many that we mentioned here that honestly, you look through his IMDb. There's not a bad one. No, there's there's ones that maybe kind of went. We don't off like the, as much as the others. Yeah, or went off the beaten path, but th- it could be the worst movie. But having Robin Robin in the movie mm-hmm. elevates it. Too long, Fu. Yeah, too long, yeah. Just mm-hmm. having him just randomly pop up talking to John Leguizamo. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Made the movie for me. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, uh, to wrap off the uh, the rapid the rapid fire recommendations, I guess we should all open up with uh, final thoughts. Um, <clears throat> I'll start. Um, um, there's nothing else that I could really uh, say other than the fact that I'm I'm just going to miss the man. Uh, I'm going to miss him a lot, probably a lot more than um, any other celebrity that has uh, you know has made their mark and left us. But um, uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm really going to miss seeing his movies, uh, seeing his face, and just seeing him light up life. Uh, I'm just really sorry to see him go. Uh, that, that's, all, that, that's all I can say. I have to agree. Uh, I, I don't know any other celebrity I've ever felt this just wrecked over. Michael Jackson was pretty big, pretty upsetting, but, you know, it was like, oh, well, you know, he was tampering with things you shouldn't have. This is just like, will probably go with me until I pass away. I don't even think in my mom's lifetime. I mean, other than, you know, JFK happening in her lifetime, I I don't think anything has ever really any celebrity or someone dying. Yeah, He will be missed, and I can't even imagine what his family or kids are going through. But just a shame. A real damn shame. Uh, you know, I would just like to say that if we're going to take anything from Robin, it's just live every moment that you possibly can, as positively as you possibly can. And if it comes time for you to need help or seek out help, do so. And if you have the opportunity to be there for somebody who needs that, be there. You know, I, I think it's very true that you don't know what is going to be um, a life-changing moment for somebody, or you know, where you, when you're going to be a, a ray of sunshine for somebody, or just be there. You know, a life preserver in moments, and uh, you know, or, or just be the smile that they need to get them through the day. And uh, that's that's you know, that's what he was. That's what he'll remain is uh, a, a very bright ray of you know happiness and light and, and positivity and um, 
the only the only other celebrity I, I can think of that I was this upset about. Actually, not this upset about, but that I was pretty upset about was uh, um, when we lost George Burns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he wanted to live to 100, and he did. He was, you know, he accomplished what he, he set out for. This is... Uh, you know, this is just something that's crushing to me. You know? I'm going to miss him a lot. But... I think I'm going to love hearing the stories that come out of the woodworks over the next few years and next few months and next few weeks about, you know, all the things that he's done. And I love the stories I've heard now, so, um, yeah. Yeah, like you're talking about the stories uh, about them coming out months and weeks. It was really hours that they were flying online, and that's honestly the legacy of Robin Williams. He will always have his movies. We can... If we start missing them, you can easily press play on our iPods or DVD players or whatever and watch the movies. But the impact he's made on, I guess, humanity at, as a whole, because that's truly what Robin Williams was as a humanitarian in, in the entertainment aspect and just the world aspect alone. And... Nick nailed it right on the head with he was a ray of light. He was a life preserver for a lot of people. I'm sorry, Robin, that there wasn't that life preserver there for you, but also, too, like we said, there there's going to be a million and one reasons why. And honestly, I don't care why. I'm just happy and I consider myself lucky and like everyone here probably considers himself lucky that we are fans of yours and we loved you dude and I think that's about it.